0: Hi, everybody. Bill Owen here. Uh, today, I'd like to recall the world's famous aviators. Uh, I think you know most of their names, but probably not all of them. Well, we'll start off the podcast with mentioning the most famous of all. I think you'll agree, Charles Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh, who rose to instant fame in 1927, making the first solo, non-stop trip across the Atlantic from New York's Long Island to Paris France. A lot of people think he made the first Atlantic flight. Many flights had been made, but his was the first solo nonstop trip. The Lone Eagle, he was nicknamed. He flew in a a monoplane dubbed the Spirit of St. Louis. And uh, his father, Charles Lindbergh Sr., by the way, was a United States congressman from Minnesota. His father's original name was uh, was Carl Manson and uh, his son's name was later changed by his mother to Charles Lindbergh. So it it could have happened if it hadn't had the name changed. Charles Lindbergh might might have been known through the years as Charles Manson. Hmm, wouldn't that be ironic? Okay, the famous, the great aviators. Do you recognize this name? Eric Hartmann, H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N, Eric Hartmann of Germany. He was the leading ace of all time. You can't believe the, the number of aerial victories that he had, this German pilot. Three hundred and fifty two. And all but seven of them were against the Soviet Air Force. Of course, this is World War Two we're talking about. Uh, after the war, he was sentenced to 25 years by the Soviets for war crimes. He did serve 10 in Soviet prisons and eventually was released. And Eric Hartman, the greatest ace of all times, died at age 71. And the uh, ace, of course, most of you know, was uh, a requirement was for five aerial victories, five and he became an ace, It's an arbitrary number that they selected. Well, talking about aviators, we have to pay tribute to the Dayton, Ohio, brothers who made aviation possible. Orville and his younger brother, Wilbur, the Wright brothers. They made the first sustained controlled flight of a heavier-than-air aircraft just south of, as you know, Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, back on December 17, 1903. Well, it wasn't much of a flight by today's standards, of course, but for then it was, uh, it was pivotal. Twelve seconds it lasted, and 120 feet in total length. Wilbur and, Wilbur and Orville Wright. Incidentally, uh, the brothers uh, never did get married in their lifetime. Well, women are in our list here today, talking about the great aviators. Ekaterina Budakova. She was an ace. She got exactly five air victories to qualify. A Soviet pilot. She was eventually shot down and she died at age 26 on July 19, 1943. And uh, there was another Soviet pilot, Lydia Litvyak. Actually, she was the first woman to shoot down an enemy aircraft. And she had anywhere from five to 12 victories. Sometimes it's Difficult to tell exactly uh, who made the final kill. Lydia Litvyak, She was shot down August 1st of 1943, and she was only 21 years old. There's Eddie Rickenbacker, the top American ace of World War I. What a glamorous figure he was, with 26 victories. Many of you know he was a race car driver earlier on. He came out of Columbus, Ohio lived to be 82 years old, and uh, became president of Eastern Airlines. Uh, you're waiting for this name, I know. The Red Baron of Germany. Manfred von Richthofen. Why was he the Red Baron? Well, he flew a red airplane. And you know from the song, probably, that he scored 80 victories. 80 men tried and 80 men died, World War I. He finally met his match in a Canadian pilot named Roy Brown. Uh, he didn't actually shoot the Baron down, as a lot of people think. He was hit by a bullet from Brown's gun, and it penetrated the vital organs. and he, he managed to land the plane, but uh, he died afterwards from the bullet wound. Incidentally, he had a younger brother in the German Air Force, Lothar, and. He had 40 victories, half as many as the, the Red Baron. Our leading ace in the, in the war, or of all time for that matter, Major Richard Bong out of Superior, Wisconsin. 40 Japanese planes he shot down in his fabulous Lockheed Lightning P-38. That was, that was always, I thought, as a little boy in World War II, the, my favorite aircraft. Well, you talk about the P-51 Mustang and the, the ARA Cobra and the Hellcats and the the F-4U Corsairs. There were a lot of great planes, but uh, I always thought so much of the Lockheed Lightning of the Twin Booms, very distinctive aircraft. And uh, he, was, he was killed just before the end of the war, tragically. At the age of 24, he was flight testing a P-80, Major Richard Bong. And this is interesting, I think. One of his flight instructors was a man named Barry Goldwater, Captain Barry Goldwater. That's right. He helped train our leading ace, Richard Bong. And back to the Soviets, Yuri Gagarin, the first human to orbit the Earth in the Vostok One flight of April 12th, 1961. He was eventually killed on a training flight in 1968 just seven years later at the age of 34 our own john glenn from cambridge ohio eventually became a u.s senator and he had shot down three migs in combat and most famous of course for becoming the first american to orbit the earth february 20th i remember that day like it was yesterday 1962 america stopped in its tracks as john glenn made that first orbit and he lived to the uh, ripe old age of 95. The first human to fly faster than the speed of sound. We want to pay tribute to Chuck Yeager. First uh, first to exceed the speed of sound in level flight, that is, of course. That was in 1947 at an altitude of 45,000 feet. October the 14th of that year, 1947. How about the first woman to break the sound barrier? Jacqueline Cochran. May 18th, 1953. And the, she was the head of the WASPs. Remember the WASPs in World War II? The women Air Force Service pilots. They used to ferry airplanes in non-combat roles. Jacqueline Cochran. Uh, one of the most famous of all the aviatrix was uh, Amelia Earhart. She disappeared with, with the navigator Fred Noonan in the Pacific tragically back in 1937 still an open mystery as to what really did transpire why they were lost at sea the first man first human to walk on the moon neil armstrong from wapakoneta ohio that's a little town between dayton and toledo and he made history and nobody can ever surpass that event nobody can once again ever become the first human to walk on the moon Neil Armstrong. He passed away at the age of eighty two. And before we leave, we wanna we wanna recall Douglas Wrongway Corrigan. Oh yes. Born in Galveston, Texas, nineteen oh seven, a real daredevil. Here's what happened. Uh, he flew from Long Beach, California to New York City in 1938, and then flew from Floyd Bennett Field in Brooklyn to Ireland. Uh, Bennett's Field, by the way, is, is named for a pilot who, uh, along with Richard Byrd, flew to the North Pole in 1926, and they claim to be the first to do so. It has not yet been authenticated, and probably never will be. Anyway, went from uh, Floyd Bennett Field to, to Ireland. He filed a flight plan to return to Long Beach, but he claimed he misread his compass because of bad weather seems he had been denied permission to go to Ireland, and he had made several modifications to his plane for a transatlantic flight so so uh, wrong way Corrigan obviously intended to go there, but he never admitted it. Uh, he was quite controversial about that, but he was he was beloved by so many Americans for his nerve. His only punishment was to have his pilot's license suspended for fourteen days. One of my favorite names in aviation history, Douglas Wrongway Corey. Well, it's always fun getting together with you. We talk about many subjects, ranging from comic strips to baseball players, football coaches, old-time radio shows, boxing champions, philosophers, the world's greatest authors. Today it was those great aviators, and they were great. This is Bill Owen, signing off for now.